Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It was the year 1781, and the war had been going on for about six years at that point, and fighting and war had just become a staple in the lives of the, many of the people. It was the ragtag Americans and the fighting Frenchmen going on against what was once known as the powerhouse of the British Army. And it would all come to a head at a battle that was known as the Battle of Yorktown. A battle that began in late September and would conclude in the middle of October. And it essentially marked the end of British reign and the beginning of a new dawn. Now I'd love to tell you that I remember all that from my high school history classes, but that would be a lie. In all honesty, the reason I remember any of that information and know most of it, at least off the top of my head, is because of a musical that I've talked to you about a few different times in a few sermons now, the musical Hamilton. And before I continue, I need to add a little bit of a disclaimer. See, um, I first need to say thank you to my wife, Lauren, because when Lauren and I met, I had really no interest in Hamilton, but she loved it. Uh, and it was 2017, and so every time we were driving in her car, the CD was always on, so I drove a lot in my car. But she persisted, and she stayed on me, and finally, it was actually when we moved from, Maryland, uh, from St. Louis to Maryland that on that long drive, we listened to Hamilton, and of course, I became a fan, and I love it. So a couple things I learned on that trip. Number one, listen to Lauren the first time. Number two, history can be kind of cool. And number three, happy wife, happy life. Now, uh, back to the musical. As it kind of goes on, it tells the story of Alexander Hamilton. And it's a really kind of unique way to tell the story if you haven't heard it. But uh, there's one song on the album that really sticks out in my mind, especially as I was reading this passage from Luke this past week. It's a song that actually focuses in on the Battle of Yorktown. And there's just this phrase, this one line in the song that I couldn't get out of my head. In fact, uh, it's a common metaphor that people use to talk about life in our world today. And I'm sure that many of us have probably heard it, this metaphor, and I'm sure we've used it once or twice, whether to describe our own lives or the lives of other people. Now, in the song, what's going on is uh, the Americans have won the war and the British are trudging along, listening to the Americans cheering and shouting. And Hamilton says that uh, he hears the British saying the same rephrase, this line, over and over again the world turned upside down. That this was their refrain now that they had lost, that the world had been turned upside down and it was just happening over and over. In fact, the last 45 seconds of this song, that's the thing that's being heard. There are little intersperses of shouts of other things, but that's the refrain and that's how the song ends. The whole chorus singing together, the world turned upside down. Now, typically, when we say those words, it's not a good thing, right? It wasn't, in this case, coming from the British soldiers. And usually, when we use that metaphor in our own lives, rarely are we saying it in a positive way. And yet, as I was reading through this text from Luke, I couldn't help but see that that is what Jesus does to us today. In his words and his teachings this morning, Jesus turns the world upside down, not in the way that we're used to hearing about it, but in a different way. In fact, Jesus invites us to see life in a world that has been turned upside down. In his teaching to us today, Jesus invites us to see our lives, our blessings from the perspective of God. And so what does it look like from God's perspective to be blessed? Well, Jesus teaches that. He, he says this, blessed are the poor, blessed are the hungry, 
Blessed are those who mourn, and blessed are those who are hated, reviled, and defamed. So, quick poll here. How many of you would like to be blessed in that way? No, not too many. Okay, yeah, my hand's not going up, right? I mean, uh, I don't think that that's what we think of when we hear that those are blessings. And I imagine that's how the people in the crowd felt that day too. I mean, when we hear these things from Jesus, the last thing that we consider is that that is signs or statuses of a blessed life. If anything, we consider those things to be the opposite of what it means to be blessed. And I would even go as far to say that we don't think about those things impacting our own lives, and it's fair to say that we probably want the opposite of all those things. So we don't want to be poor, we want to be rich. And we don't want to be hungry, we want to be full or satisfied. And we don't want to be sad or mourn. We want to rejoice. We want to be happy. We want to laugh. We don't want to be hated, reviled, or defamed. We want to be liked and loved by the people that we interact with. We want people to love us even when they're not with us. I mean, maybe that's not all true for you, but it certainly is true for me. And here's the thing. None of those things are inherently sinful. In fact, I would even say to a certain extent, none of those things are bad. That those can be good things in our lives. But Here's what Jesus has to say about them in our reading. He says this, Woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are full now. Woe to you who are laughing now. And woe to you when all speak well of you. If you're not sure what woe here means, it essentially is saying a state of intense hardship or distress. And some other translators would just change the word to being cursed. So cursed are you if you are rich now. Cursed are you who are full or satisfied now. Cursed are you who are happy now. Cursed are you who are loved and spoken well of by all. Now the show of hands here, how many of those things apply to one of you? Ah, yeah, don't worry, God sees, it's okay, it's okay, you don't gotta put your hands up. Congratulations, you've won a life full of intense distress and hardship. Right? I mean, it's that simple. That's what Jesus is saying here. And yet, of course, it's not always that simple. Jesus is always going after something more. Right? Uh, what Jesus is doing so clearly for us is pointing out a hard truth, one that would have been hard for his disciples and followers to hear the same way that it is for us today. The truth is, Jesus is teaching us that the blessings of God have nothing to do with our current circumstances or situations. And that truth turns our world upside down. See, uh, consider it this way. In our world today, right, if you are rich and satisfied and joyful and liked by everyone, that is kind of a sign that people would say, oh man, you are just so blessed, right? Uh, you have a good job and, and things are going well and so you're able to pay the bills and put food on the table and so your family is satisfied. Your loved ones are happy and proud of the work that you're doing and you have friends who like you as well. I mean, everything is going well. You are blessed. That's what the world would say because of course that's kind of what it looks like. But then after uh, 10 years on the job, there's a, an economic downturn, cutbacks and you know how it goes and you get fired. And so now you're kind of like, oh, I have to find this new job. And well, uh, it's okay at first, but then two months go on on the employment line, unemployment line. And you're now the bills are getting tight. It's harder to put food on the table. It's harder to keep everyone satisfied, including yourself. Your family is wondering, why can't you get a job yet? 
You, you keep on applying and you just eventually end up feeling a little more unsatisfied, unmotivated. You start getting rejected because you can't go out anywhere and people don't really want to hang out with you because, well, you just don't feel good anymore. What, what once was a life that seemed like it was blessed by God is now described by people all around you as perhaps your world being turned upside down. And that is something that the world has no answer for. Because the world told you, well, that you were blessed. But now as you sit there without any of the things that you once had that they called you blessed, well, now what are you? The only thing the world can tell you is that, well, I guess you're not blessed. But that's the problem with the way that the world sees being blessed by God. That the world would tell you that you are blessed by God because of what you have right now. You see, being blessed in the eyes of the world is grounded in your current circumstances, but that's nothing more than a distorted view of the blessings God has for you. And so Jesus opens up our eyes and he invites us to see what it really means to be blessed by God. Because the blessings of God in our lives, being blessed by God, has present impact and eternal implications. Listen again to what Jesus says. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. Jesus is teaching us that being blessed by God doesn't look anything like what the world sees. Because if it were up to the world, not even Jesus would have been blessed. Not his life that he lived, where he constantly gave, not all the healings that he did because of the way that his life ended in death on the cross. None of those would have been signs to the world that he was blessed. And yet it's precisely because of those things. Because of the work that God does through Jesus' blessed life and his death on the cross, that we are blessed. We are blessed from God's faithfulness, from God's goodness shown through Jesus. We are now forgiven. We receive the love. We receive the mercy, all those wonderful gifts given to God right here and right now by God for us in a way that the world simply can't understand. And uh, what's beautiful about this is the way that Jesus says it. Jesus is so deliberate with his words when he teaches, right? Uh, Jesus starts off by saying, blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God. That right now we are living in the kingdom of God and we are already receiving those blessings. But every blessing after that is pointing us towards something more. Every one of them ends with, you will laugh, you will receive, you will receive, because seeing things from God's perspective points us towards eternity. That right now we are living in the midst of a blessed life because of what Jesus has already given, and yet there is so much more to come. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. That is what God has in store for me and for you in eternity. There's so much more that right now is just a glimpse of what God has in store. So even when it feels like your life has been turned upside down by things outside of your control, you are still blessed. You're reminded that 
your blessings from God, your status as a child of God, being blessed has nothing to do with your current circumstances and it's rooted in something more. Your blessings are rooted and secure in Jesus. And so being blessed by God changes how we see the world. Because being blessed by God means that even in the face of uncertain circumstances, we have hope. Being blessed by God means that even when things aren't going well, there's something more to look forward to. There are blessings for eternity that have your name on them. Being blessed by God reminds us that every day we are one step closer to eternity. And that's a promise. That's a promise from God that one day, we are every day one step closer to resurrection. Every day we are one step closer to eternal life with Jesus, full of blessings. So hang on to the promised life that God has in store for you, to the blessings that will go on into eternity. And right now, receive all that God pours out upon you. Trust in your status as a blessed child of God because of what Jesus has done. Not as the world sees, but as Jesus tells us. Because the blessings of God in our lives today and forever will always point us back to Jesus. And Jesus loves you. And because of him, you are always blessed. In the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.